0: Hello and welcome to The Complete Small Business Show. I'm your host, Gus Ryan, and I work at Wolfgang Digital. We make podcasts for Virgin Media Business. The Complete Small Business Show will deliver short bursts of knowledge designed to help SME owners navigate some aspects of business life that might not be their area of expertise. For example, in series one, we discussed human resources. In this series, we'll be talking about how companies can promote themselves online. Virgin Media Business service tens of thousands of small and medium-sized firms, and we're quite keen to offer a little extra help over and above providing broadband, landline, mobile, and TV services. This podcast series is aimed at doing exactly that. We know that small and medium businesses are the lifeblood of the Irish economy, They represent 99% of the companies active in trading, they hire 70% of the workforce and they add about 40% of the gross value to the bottom line of the Irish economy. By their very nature, small and medium businesses are few hands doing much work. Quite often the CEO or founder becomes the de facto HR director or head of sales and marketing or even the maker of the tea and coffee. And that's why The Complete Small Business Show is here to help. In this series, we'll be looking at digital marketing and how online promotion can help your business grow. We'll talk to some experts in the independently owned Irish agency Wolfgang Digital. In this episode, we'll talk to Rob Byrne, Senior Client Lead at Wolfgang Digital, about e-commerce and the potential for your business to trade online. In a 2018 report by PricewaterhouseCoopers, it was found that Irish consumers spent $5 billion online in 2017. What's a little bit alarming about this is that two thirds, or about three billion of that went to retailers located outside of Ireland. While this is disappointing, the large overseas spend provides real opportunities for locally based businesses to build the necessary platforms to attract this lost revenue back to Ireland. In the digital savvy consumer report by the Red Sea Company, 46% of people said that they researched online and then bought it in a physical store. And this is something Rob is going to take up during the conversation. So here's Rob Byrne to outline the e-commerce landscape in Ireland at the moment, and most importantly, the opportunities that lie in e-commerce for Irish SMEs.
1: In the late 1990s, Amazon disrupted the book business, and the fear was that bricks and mortar shops would soon be forced out of business because of online competition. So, throughout the 2000s, then we saw more retailers moving online to complement their bricks and mortar business. So, how big? Is e-commerce business in Ireland or the world? Or, or how serious is it a deal these days? Yeah, you said a really good word there. I think was to
2: complement the business, and I think that's a that's something that people are coming to realise more and more is that e-commerce is um, is something that you can use to amplify what you're already doing. So, if you've got a number of um, of stores, uh, bricks and mortar stores, your website's not going to cannibalise the sales from those stores there's often a, a, a kind of a perspective out there that and um, the website it can it, it is almost a competitor to your bricks and mortar stores but in reality what it is is it's like a it's like a catalog almost so you, you're you're giving people the opportunity to do a bit of research on your store do a bit of a bit of research on what, what they want to purchase prices all those kinds of things and you give you're giving people the option so they can continue to go into stores they always have done or they can purchase from you or uh, online and um, so we found that um, the impact of uh, on your, in, in, of your in-store sales from your website is, is often inc- incremental uh, in a lot of cases in, in nearly all cases the website actually adds to what's happening in store um, I and ha- I had a look back some of the metrics uh, the IAB released in 2017 so these are the most up-to-date ad spend metrics we have and online ad spend that year was, was just under half a billion euro which is Enormous. That That's just the ad spend. That's and, and that's for the whole world? That's just Ireland. Oh, just Ireland. Just okay. Ireland, yeah. So, I think um, that it works out, I think it's somewhere around 5% of overall advertising spend in Ireland. Um, and if you think about how much people are spending, you know, half a billion being spent on the, the ads. That doesn't bear in mind how much money's coming back in through through the sales that are made, and and you'd hope that if people are doing their jobs right, that that would be a a, a multiple of that half a billion number. So it's a massive, massive market uh, in Ireland, and is a really one, uh, important one both for uh, making sales online, but also uh, driving footfall and sales in store.
1: Okay, brilliant. Are some businesses better suited to e-commerce than others?
2: yeah every business is different some of them would be would fit perfectly for for e-commerce you know there's things that really have you really have to think about when you're um, setting up your e-commerce business you need to be really 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 in have very in-depth knowledge rather about your the logistics of of your business you know things like delivery and things then looking at things like your profit margin as well so obviously a business with a bigger profit margin can can can, uh, afford to spend a little bit more to generate a sale so the, the 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 value average value of your product the profit margin you're getting off that product how much it's going to cost you how long it's going to take for you to deliver a product and these are all really important uh, things to consider and it's why we find you know for example businesses that are selling their own brand brand products can often often do very well because they a they've got a good profit margin on it because they're making it themselves um, and b there's nowhere, nowhere else they can get it so um, you know, some industries will be more competitive than others. Some products will be more competitive than others. All these things need to be borne in mind. So uh, there's definitely differences uh, how easy it is for a business to, to generate a good return o- online. Well, I genuinely believe that 95% plus of retailers would, be able, would benefit from having an e-commerce website, even if that's just the incremental impact on what's happening in their stores, even if it's just trying to drive more people into the store. Just by having that website there, you're going to be able to do that. Um, so I think not every business is starting from an even footing when they, when they first launch an e-commerce website. But I believe that nearly all, if not all, businesses can thrive
1: uh, online. So you mentioned retailers. Like, is there any specific retailers do better than others or any products that do particularly well online?
2: I work with quite a large uh, electrical retailer, and the example I always like to use is the difference between buying a, a toaster and buying a TV. You're buying a toaster, you pretty much want to know one thing. Is my toaster going to make me toast? Is it going to turn bread into toast? That's all you need. So you're you, you, people w- in generally be more than happy to go online, have a look at the toasters that are on offer, pick one that's in their price range, and get that delivered easy. Whereas if you, if you think of a TV, for example, this is, that's a very different product. People want to know, want to be able to, to touch and feel and have a look at their product before they buy it. This is ideally going to be the TV they're going to be looking at for the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And um, so they want to, get, they want to see exactly what the picture quality looks like. You know, what's the difference between UHD and HD 4K? You know, am I able to actually see the difference? How big is 42 inches? Is it going to fit into my living room? And, you know, it's all, it's also going to be a much higher value product. So for that reason, people are more likely to want to go and have a look at it. So, you know, not every product is going to, be as suitable to e-commerce as as all the rest but uh, again like that's the kind of situation that i mentioned where you're very much driving in store value by having that information on your website and having all of the all of the specs of the tv the price of the tv all these kinds of things so people can do their little bit of research before they go into your store but the reality is you know most people are who are buying a tv are going to go in and they're going to want to have a look at it they're they're not going to
1: make the actual purchase uh online and for businesses that are more service-led, then, that don't have a physical product maybe to sell, is there still, can, you know, they mightn't be engaging in e-commerce, as in they can't sell things online, but can, what kind of things can they do to drum up business?
2: Yeah, so if we're talking about more kind of lead generation businesses, there's there's plenty of things you can do. Uh, and, and in many cases, it can it, it, it's just as important um, to, to have that online presence because those are the kind of businesses where... There's a lot of questions, you know. There's a lot, lot of stages in a decision making process, all the way up from you know, from the, the first research phases to to uh, actually submitting a lead to then going on to actually become a customer. There's all sorts of different stages there, and there's different information people want to know. So, being able to help people and being able to give people supportive content, being able to to uh, to answer questions and um, before they're before they're even asked can be a really valuable way for for you to build up trust in your brand but not only build up trust but to to put yourself top of mind and um, when someone's then you know ready to make, to get in touch is ready to to inquire and is ready to become a customer so It's not just e-commerce who online can be important for, there's a lot of other types of business that can
1: benefit from having a a, a well-optimized and and up-to-date website. So if somebody has products and is thinking about going online, hasn't built their website yet, could you just give a couple of quick tips on what you'd need to consider? if you're if you want to set up an e-commerce business
2: absolutely yeah so the first thing you need to be thinking about and, and you know this kind of goes for every business not just online but you need to have a very clear idea of of your costs and of your limitations and uh, because that's going to kind of impact your whole strategy when you start to go online once you've kind of figured that stuff out without going into too much detail on, on that stuff the next thing to consider is what kind of platform am I going to use and you know there's all sorts of different different e-commerce platforms out there, you, you can take a look at like, you know, Squarespace or Shopify, which are very, very simple to set up. They're, they're built in such a way that anyone can do it. And um, so th- they're perfect for someone who wants to kind of, t- you know, test the water or um, just kind of give it a go. So do a bit of research on that and, and find one that you think be a good fit for you and one that you know you find it easy to to make changes to to get set up because that's important if you're going to be running it yourself that you know how to make changes beyond that then you you, i'd definitely be looking to set up social media pages the likes of twitter facebook instagram all of these different accounts that so so you can kind of increase the the visibility of of your brand and then a really really important part of it is is uh, making sure you've set up your tracking so you know, Google, set up Google Analytics again. That's a free tool that you can use to to set set up tracking on your website. And that allows you to do is keep an eye on you know how many sales am I getting, and um, where are the sales coming from? Are they coming from Google? Are they coming from social media? And that allows you to make decisions then. So it allows you to 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 look at areas that need improvement. It allows you to look at where you should be putting um, any marketing budget that you have uh, towards. So if you're if you notice after a month that you're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of sales from your Google ads, for example, and you're not getting so many sales from your Facebook ads, you might say, okay, well, let's move some of the budget over to Google. Let's get a better return on our investment. If you can continue to build your return on investment, you know, through this, through this kind of optimization process, that'll, in the future, that should allow you to, to expand your marketing budget and to expand your marketing channels so you can start to activate new channels and you can start to test a little bit more and as you grow you start to learn more and more and more like that's what we're always trying to do is test and learn, test and learn, test and learn like the more you can do that the better so making sure that you're set up with tracking making sure that you know what you're tracking and that you know what your targets are what you're tracking things against in terms of judging the success of what you're doing um, are all
1: crucial to to the success of any e-commerce business Okay, and you mentioned uh, paid ads or paid promotion like how uh, presumably if you're selling something online you'll need to run ads to promote this online yeah this for new businesses in particular because
2: it's it's hard to get out there it's it's hard to get to where you want to be in terms of you know everybody recognizing my brand and that i'm the one that they come to that's not the reality for a new business like what well, in 99 times out of 100 google ads will be your most uh, efficient marketing channel because you're hitting people while they're searching you're hitting people who are specifically searching for your product or service while they're doing it so it's right down the bottom of that of that um, purchase funnel so you know these people are a really really warm audience and are ready to buy so that's where I'd recommend starting would be um, with Google Ads and hitting those people when they're when they're searching Um, And then once you get that working, once you get that delivering a good return on your investment, you might then in turn invest some of uh, your profits into the likes of say Facebook or social media or email marketing or um, any other sort of channel where you can get a bit of coverage. Like the Google search ads, they're not really gonna do much for you in terms of awareness, but um, the likes of social media can kind of pick up that. So you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be um, using the same targets necessarily for every channel you're using because different channels have different functions. You see, it's worth bearing that in mind and it kind of comes back to what we were talking about in terms of, you know, testing, learning, tracking and then, and then comparing that to, to your target metrics. You want to be um, really specific with your targets as much as you can and that'll allow you then to, to kind of figure out whether what you're doing is working or not.
1: Okay, that's great, Rob. So, for companies that are involved in e-commerce, what are the two or three online trends that you, they should be paying attention to right now? There's a couple of
2: things that we're really seeing happen at the moment um, in, in in the digital space. So, one of the big ones is the fact that the kind of digital marketing duopoly, as as we like to call it, between Google and Facebook, is starting to starting to kind of erode a little bit with Amazon coming up, coming into the game. So. Amazon are making a very big play now to get, a, to get a little bit of that e-commerce business. Google have dominated for so long, so um, I, I think we're going to see e-commerce retailers moving some of their, their marketing budgets onto Amazon and start selling products through Amazon and through the, the, the kind of paid Amazon ads um, over the coming years. Um, another one which is really, really interesting is attribution. So this is a kind of a, a, a bit of a obsession for me at the moment is, is attribution because. Google are going through this project at the moment where they're launching an attribution tool which is going to help help people to see exactly what's working. So attribution is basically the, the model that, that shows you the impact or the, or the results of, of your digital marketing efforts. Up until now, up until the last couple of years, it's always been last click. So whatever, whatever the last click on the path to purchase was got all the credit. Google started to kind of move that a few years ago within their Google Ads platform, allowing us to use Test out different attribution models. So we could say, you know, the first and the last click get the credit and it's split evenly. Or we could say that, um, that if you want to do all the for all the credit goes to the first click, they've also got data driven mo- models as well that are where, where their algorithms calculate how much credit goes to each click. Um, but this has always been kind of platform specific. We, we've always been, you know, we've been able to see it within ads, but it's only for ad clicks. Then what, what, where we're starting to move towards now is we're starting to see between different channels. So Facebook, uh, so someone sees a Facebook ad, they click on that, then they go to Google, they click on a paid ad, then they go, you know, go to Google again, they click on a, an organic listing. Previously, Google Analytics would have given all that credit to the organic listing at the end. And, um, but now they're starting to, starting to split that up. And, and, and what this means is that, there's going to be we're all going to have a much clearer view of exactly how each element of our marketing mix is affecting the overall results. And where this gets really interesting then is online to offline tracking, or we, we call it we often call it ROPO, so research online, purchase offline, and the RO, the ROPO effect. And it kind of brings us full circle of what we we're discussing at the start of what your the impact your websites having on your your in-store sales. We always as digital marketers are always banging on about how Everything we do is trackable. And we've, you know, everything's trackable that happens online. We, we don't know what's happening when someone sees an ad and then goes in store. We're not giving ourselves enough credit in a lot of ways. And this is gonna, this is gonna totally change that. Like we've, we've done some of our own. Uh, studies and our own tests, which have found that you know anywhere anywhere as much as um, a one to six ratio for online sales to offline sales. So what that means is for every one euro in revenue generated by your digital marketing campaigns, and um, there could be as much as six euro coming in store, which is like a massive blind spot. That's that's five out of si- every six euro you're generating that you don't know where it's coming from. So that's going to be a really really big one. The kind of the last trend I just wanted to touch on then was what we're calling the the, the no click. SERP results. So when someone goes to a search engine a search engine like Google and they make a search, I've seen data really good, really good study from SparkToro, which found that about 40% of searches ended in someone not clicking on anything. So they basically didn't click on an ad and they didn't click on an organic listing. In but two years later, in in February 2018, this had grown from 40%
1: to 60%. This is now the majority of people are no longer Clicking on any website. But why not? Why aren't they if they search? How come it doesn't end up in some sort of a click? It's
2: it's a great question, and the, the 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 reason is that Google's starting to pull information from websites and deliver this to their users without the user ever even needing to go to the to the website like there's loads of examples of, of of what of how you might have seen this in the wild yourself without even realizing like one thing I look up often would be like f- football results or fixtures if you go to Google now and you type in Premier League fixtures you get all the fixtures you don't need to go to the Premier League website to find this information Google gives it to you if you search for a recipe Google might give that to you if you search for you know uh, if you're going on a, on a trip to, to go away and you search guide guide to go away you'll get a um, some information about about, you know, places to visit and go. Away. Google are starting to to pull information from webs from websites and and, and uh, give it to people on the search engine results page. So that means that people no longer need to go searching for what they what they're looking for, and that this means that there's fewer clicks happening. So this is having a really um, transformative effect on on SEO as an industry at the moment. In that um, there's there's less opportunity for us to get people to the website um, organically. So and there's more on search engine results page information so there's now a lot of google have expanded their their google my business there's now you know you can see google reviews you can see all sorts of different bits and pieces in there particularly around location specific searches so you can see you know for, for hotels for example you they have a location score where they're rating where the hotel is actually located google are trying to give as much information and keep people on Google as much as possible, as opposed to sending them to websites, which is kind of a, kind of causing a little bit of friction, I guess, between the website owners and Google. Like, It's, a, it's going to be a really interesting one to see how that progresses. Um, and it's going to be a real challenge for website owners in the long run and SEOs in particular.
1: Okay, great. Rob, thanks for your time.
2: Cheers, Gus.
0: there you go some really great stuff on e-commerce from rob for more podcast episodes head on over to the virgin media business content hub at virginmedia.ie forward slash business forward slash the hyphen hub if you found this episode useful please share it on social media and if you're an ios user please give us a rating it'll really help other people find the show if you'd like to find out more about the services that Virgin Media Business offers small businesses, please go to virginmedia.ie forward slash business. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode.